the simple question of the women, who will roll away the stone for us from the tomb, underscores the fact that there is no man capable of overthrowing death but Christ our Lord. There is no one, after all, who can roll the hard reality of death aside were it not for Christ, God's own Son. And that's exactly what he did for us. St. Paul, he put it this way in Romans chapter 5, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. Did you catch that? The Bible says that death spread to all men because all sinned. You see, we've got to get this right from the very start. Because if you truly want to celebrate Easter, you've just got to come to terms with this one central truth, that death came into the world through sin. That is to say, if there were no sin, there would be no death. The Bible says that sin came into the world through one man, through Adam. And because all sinned, death spread to all men. So God, he sent forth a second Adam, the man Jesus Christ. And Paul in the Bible compares the two Adams in this way. He writes, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man. That is the first Adam. Much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, that is, the second Adam. And Paul, he would put it so simply in his great resurrection chapter, for as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But if life is to reign... And if we are all to be made alive, well then, this curse of sin must be dealt with. Remember now that if, there were not, if it were not for sin, there would be no death in the world. But if sin is removed, well then, there life springs forth where death once reigned. And that's precisely what Christ came to do. You see, in Jesus' passion, he bore all that our sins deserved, including the punishment of hell. By his work on the cross, he has forgiven us our trespasses by nailing the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. And from the cross, our Lord, he cried out in victory, it is finished. And then God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. That's Peter's way of saying that our Lord Jesus simply had to rise from the dead because his death actually paid the price for sin demanded by the law. Jesus rose from the dead because it was absolutely impossible for him to be held down by it. The sinless Son of God rose because his death actually, truly, took away the sins of the world. And so there was no death left, and he sprang forth. The new birth of creation was impossible without the death of this second Adam. 
The sin of the first Adam, it brought sin and death upon all creation, including Adam and all of his children. That's you and me, by the way. But the righteous act of Christ and the once-for-all sacrifice of his flesh upon the cross brought forgiveness of sins, life and salvation, where sin and death and condemnation had once reigned. I hope you can see what this means for us. It means that the angel's message that he has risen includes with it more than a report that Jesus had risen from the dead. You see, the message that Christ is risen carries with it the message and proclamation of the forgiveness of sins. Because where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. We've got to keep these two things together. And that's why the angel is careful to include Peter in the list of the 11 disciples who the women are to go out and tell. The angel mentions Peter specifically by name, not because Peter is to be the first pope or anything ridiculous like that. Peter is mentioned specifically and by name precisely because he had fallen into sin and he had denied that he knew his Lord, and he wept with sorrow. And so our Lord, he mentions his name because our Lord is so eager to forgive Peter and to restore Peter so that he could bring that same comfort to so many others. On this Easter Sunday, I want you to see the absolute connection between the message of the resurrection and the concrete proclamation of the forgiveness of sins. Because they are one and the same thing. And this helps us understand Jesus' resurrection appearances. Jesus is doing pastoral care when he rises. He's a minister of the gospel. Why else would he be so eager to have Peter hear this news first, that he might find comfort in the forgiveness of sins and the love of his blessed Savior. Of all the people who Jesus could have appeared to first after his resurrection, why do you think he chooses Mary Magdalene? Well, she was the first one of whom he had cast seven demons. His first appearance to her is a comfort to all of us who are tormented by Satan and the guilt of sin that he is our deliverance, and that our sin, no matter how great it may be, is no barrier to the love of Christ, who wants to come to us in his risen flesh and blood and to meet us personally. Our Lord that afternoon appears to the Emmaus disciples. Why? To strengthen them, right in the midst of their despair and unbelief. And that first Easter evening, our Lord comes to the troubled disciples in the upper room as a pastor to comfort them and to forgive them and to restore them all. And it's then that he establishes the office of the holy ministry. He breathes on his disciples. He gives the gift of his Holy Spirit and gives them this command. Those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven And those whose sins you retain, they are retained. 
This Easter day, don't let the comfort of the resurrection be lost upon you. We are so spiritually short-sighted that we have such a tough time applying the joy of the resurrection to our lives. I know how it is. We are so focused on this life which is all so swiftly passing away that we lose sight of those things which matter for all eternity. Namely, that Christ is risen from the grave, that he is the first fruits of the new creation, and that just as Christ walked out of the grave, so shall every Christian who trusts and believes in him also walk out of their grave on the last day. This message of fellowship with God and friendship with the holy angels and the joy of eternal life is proclaimed in the message of absolution that you hear. That is the preaching of the resurrection. So you can never say, I've had it with the forgiveness of sins. I wish my pastor would preach about something else. Or I know all of that already Because forgiveness of sins is the very air that we breathe as Christians. And the word of forgiveness is the power of Christ's resurrection applied to you. And that word of forgiveness brings healing. And it brings comfort. Every day of our lives, and especially when our eyelids close in death, whatever is grieving you today, The answer for it all is the word of forgiveness and the promise of Christ's resurrection. Financial problems, got those? A strained friendship, trouble at work, sickness or health, mourning the death of a loved one. The resurrection of Christ and his word of forgiveness is always, always, always the answer. Dear friends of God, the same risen Christ who is eager to meet tormented Mary Magdalene or weeping Peter or the despairing Emmaus disciples is the same risen Christ who is eager to meet with each and every one of you too. In whatever situation you're in, with whatever hurts you're carrying or sorrows that seem to have no end, Christ is eager to to meet with you and provide relief for you. And lo, he's still sending messengers, angels after all, in white robes to announce to you that Christ is risen and that all of your sins have all been taken away. And even now, risen from the grave, he's breathing into you his own life-giving spirit by his word of absolution. And he reigns triumphant on the altar this morning pressing even to your sin-parched lips the cup of his salvation. This morning, Martin Luther, in his great Easter hymn, he said it best, So let us keep the festival to which the Lord invites us. Christ is himself the joy of all, the sun that warms and lights us. Now his grace to us imparts eternal sunshine to our hearts, the night of sin is ended. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.